This is First Baptist Church for Sunday, December 31st, 2023. Morning, church. Thanks for having me once again. It is a pleasure to be here, to fellowship with the saints, and to be able to um, minister God's words and be fed as well. As, as God has given me a word to preach today. Um, it's something, just listen to that last song and coming to believe what God says about you is a process. At least I know it was for me. It wasn't something that just happened because I had a past, as we all do, from being in the world. And a lot of that past was contradictory to the expectations that I found in here. But thank God, he is the God of second chances. He is the God of our salvation. And he is the God who loves us more than we can ever, ever imagine. Amen. Amen. So my hope today is... After, <laughs> after the sermon that we become a little more confident in what God says about us. Because the world needs people with confidence in what God says about them. There's a lot going on outside these doors. And we all know it. Either by looking at it on the television or through the internet or actually being involved and experiencing it ourselves through our day-to-day lives that we have by rubbing shoulders with the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. And thank God for that. So, the message that I have today, it's entitled, A Resolution That You Could Keep in keeping with New Year's Day resolutions. And I'm going to be coming from Matthew 16, verses 13 through 20. Heavenly Father, we call upon you today to open our hearts, to open our minds, that we may hear from you. Lord, you know what we all stand in need of individually and corporately as a gathered body here today. We wait in expectation as you fulfill those needs through your word and by your spirit. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the beauty of the diversity of the church, right? Amen, amen. So we're going to be going for six, chapter 16 of Matthew, verses 13 through 20. And when you find it, it reads, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say the Son of Man am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. 
Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but, the fa but my Father who is in heaven. Verse 18, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. A resolution that you and I can keep. Now every year on January 1st, people make resolutions to better their lives. Some common New Year's resolutions are, number one, to get in shape, uh, to eat healthier, to earn more money, to find better friends, to come to church more, to have less screen times on the internet, TV, etc., etc., etc. You get the point. Anybody in here make resolutions for the new year? Okay, that's, that's all right. Okay. Amen. Amen. So, my hope is today as we, we come out together with a resolution that glorifies God. Now, in a research study of people who made New Year's resolutions, after the first week, 75% said they were successful in keeping their resolution. The success rate dropped to 46% after six months. And by the end of the year, only 9% were successful in keeping their New Year's resolution. Now, the reason for failing was three. One, they chose too many re resolutions to focus on at one time. Number two, the resolutions that they chose was unrealistic. They were unable to complete them. And number three, the commitment to the resolution diminished over the time. So for any resolution to stand a test of time, three things are needed. One, the resolution must be important to you. It must have value. Number two, the resolution must be realistic. It must be doable by you. And number three, the commitment to the resolution must be renewed throughout the year. So in moving forward to the message, I do have a question to the congregation. Rhetorical, but it's still put in the form of a question. And is it, are there any eyewitnesses to the resurrected Jesus in 2023-2024? Are there any eyewitnesses to the resurrected Jesus in our day and time? And I know what you're thinking, preacher, the resurrection occurred some 2,000 years ago. So how can this be? How can there be, in 2023-2024, an eyewitness to an event that happened so long ago? Before you turn me off, let me explain. <laughs> well, for this to occur, two things must be in place. And the first thing that must be in place for there to be eyewitnesses to something that happened 2,000 years ago is that there must be an understanding of the Word of God. <laughs> 
second to an understanding of the word of God for an eye, for a person to be an eyewitness to what happened 2,000 years ago is the indwelling power of God's spirit. A knowledge of the word of God and the indwelling power of God's spirit. Now the word and the spirit working together can turn your eyes into ears and your ears into eyes. I'm saying a lot of things that really defy reality. <laughs> but hopefully you stay with me. We tie this thing up because we have a God that has the power to do this. He has the power to make eyewitnesses of people who were removed from the actual thing happening some 2,000 years ago. He has the power to turn our eyes into ears and our ears into eyes. And the reason he does that is so he can complete his vision for his people. Because whether you know it or not, God had a vision for creation that was interrupted at the fall. So God had to step in and do some things that defy reality. And thank God that he did. Because we are all the better for it. Amen? Amen. Amen. So the word and the spirit working together can turn your eyes into ears and your ears into eyes, enabling you to discern the redemptive power of Jesus' resurrection when it is revealed in your life. Now the reason I'm making this claim with such confidence is that there is evidence of this. The actual eyewitnesses in 33 AD, 30 to 33 AD, and the eyewitnesses in 2024 have the same testimony. The exact same testimony. We have seen the Lord. The same testimony that those who walked with Jesus, that those who talked with Jesus, that those who saw him hang on the cross and three days later saw him resurrected have the testimony that we have seen Jesus. And to show you how important this is, when he, when he, when he showed himself to his apostles that night at his resurrection, Thomas wasn't there. And what did he say? I ain't seen it, and until I see it, I don't believe it. And eight days later, who shows up? Jesus. Thomas, do you believe now? Here are my hands. Here is my side. Do you believe now? And he says, Lord, I do believe. I have seen the Lord. Eyewitnesses to the resurrected Jesus in 2023-2024. So we go on with our message. In Matthew 16, it starts out that the religious leaders are always asking Jesus for a sign. 
You are doing all these things. You are you you are healing people. You 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 are you are you are you are making references to the Old Testament, saying you are fulfilling God's words and God's promises. We need a sign from heaven, and we demand a sign, a proof of who you are. And they ask him this over and over and over again. And he tells them the only sign you're going to get is the sign of Jonah. That's it. You are getting no more. But they continue to ask him. And he told them the only sign you're going to get is the sign of Jonah. And then, before our scripture in Matthew 16, he warns the people of the leaven of the scribes and the Pharisees. He warns them of the teachings and the doctrines of the religious leaders. And that warning that was applicable back then is applicable to us today. People would have you think that the kingdom of heaven is some utopian fantasy rooted rooted in the theories of men and women. And those theories are from the left, and those theories are from the right. Newsflash, there are enemies of the cross of Jesus on both sides. We just can't have our focus in one direction and turn our back to what's happening over here. Or have our focus in this direction or turn our back to something's happening over there. He wants us to let us know that people are being called out of the world and into the marvelous light based on the truth of who he says he is. Are there eyewitnesses to what happened 2,000 years ago in 2023-2024? The kingdom of heaven is no utopian fantasy rooted in the theories of men and women. The kingdom of heaven is a current reality and is the hope, the eschatological end times hope of all of God's children. Amen? The kingdom of heaven is the eschatological hope of all of God's children. Anything else you hope in will let you down. And I know I have some witnesses to that. But he will not. So we go on in Matthew 16 verse 13 to 15. He lets them know that there is someone greater than Jonah who is here. Who do men say that I, the son of man, is? And they rattle off all these things. Some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're Isaiah. You're doing all these things that people have, that people have done before. And then he turns to his disciples. But who do you say that I am? And Peter, in his bold way, steps up and answers the question. And he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus turns around and tells him, Peter, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell will not, cannot prevent what God has promised to take place. 
And Peter, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. Now we all know that keys are used to unlock and lock doors, right? So Jesus is telling Peter, no, that he has the authority to unlock the doors to God's kingdom and invite those from the world in. He has the keys because Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. And he was going on his way to complete his mission. And because of that gospel, God's kingdom will be open. And those in the world would one day be invited into his kingdom. My question, are there any eyewitnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ in 2023, 2024? Well, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Now after he reveals this, well, the Lord reveals this to Peter, he tells him, don't tell nobody. Keep it to yourself. What is going on? Don't tell anybody, okay? What my father has revealed to you. But this isn't the first time Jesus said that he's going around healing people, raising them up, and then he's telling them, don't tell anybody. Keep it quiet. Man been being out laying for 40 years, never walked from his mother's womb. He'd get up and walk, and he don't tell anybody. How difficult must that have been? And they're probably wondering what is going on. Now they had to know who he was because when he was confronted by the demon-possessed man, the demons in him said, Jesus, why are you here? Have you come to torment us before it is time? So they knew who he was. But what they didn't know is the method to his mission and how he was going to complete this. What they didn't know, that the God of heaven, who had taken on a body, would one day hang on the cross with all the sins of people placed onto him and die. And then three days later, be resurrected for those very same people justification. And then those people would glorify God in the earth. Because it said, had they had known that, they would not have crucified our Lord. So he's telling them, don't say nothing. Things are about to go down. So the keys to the kingdom are found in this great confession. Jesus, you are the son of God who died and rose for the forgiveness of our sins. Are there any eyewitnesses to the resurrected Jesus Christ in 2023, 
2024. So the keys to the kingdom is found in the great confession. Now the only way to answer his question correctly was to have God reveal the answer to you. It's the same way today. I can stand up here until I'm blue in the face telling you what's going down and what's in this book. But unless God's spirit reveals it to you, you will remain blinded by the enemy. And that is to humble you and it's to humble me. Because all the glory of man, woman, and children is vanity. There is only one glory and that is the glory that goes to the Father. My preaching, my reason that I'm being here is to glorify God. What he does with what comes out of my mouth is to glorify him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, the only way to answer his question correctly was to have God's spirit reveal it to you. Jesus knew this, so he prayed. He prayed for himself, he prayed for his apostles, and he prayed for all those who would believe on the apostles' word. You, me, us. Amen. Amen. So he prayed for himself. He goes, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you because I have finished the work that you have given me to do. I have lost none of them. Now this is before he goes to the cross. He's on his way to the cross. He knows what he's about to face. But he's troubled. You see him in the garden of Gethsemane praying sweat and blood but if it's your will let not this cup pass from me and we all know the story that he goes through in getting from the manger which we just celebrated to the cross we all know that story so he prays for himself first because he knows that the correct answer to the question of who he is can only be revealed by the Spirit of God. Then, now, and forevermore. So second, he prays for the apostles. The literal eyewitnesses to the resurrected Christ. And he prays for them and their eyes are turned into ears. They walked with Jesus for three years. They seen him do what he does. They were corrected by him. They seen him hang on a cross. They seen him put into a tomb and rise and saw the nail prints in his hand and saw the spear mark in his side. And he walked with them for 40 days afterward just giving proofs that he is the resurrected Christ. But they still had not fully understood who he was. And it says afterwards that he opened their eyes to the word of God. After being with him and seeing with him and walking with him all this time, their eyes still had to be opened. 
So in opening their eyes, they begin to hear the words that he said, and it all came together. Because these eyewitnesses one day would have to die for the witnesses and the role that they played in the world. They were to take on God's ministry after he left and rose up into heaven and he is seated at the right hand of God until he returns. Amen? The heaven of God is the eschatological hope of God's children. It is not a fantasy rooted in the theories of men or women, whether on the right or whether on the left. Whether these theories are sacred or secular, it don't matter. He will reveal all false teaching. Anything, anything that comes to steal God's glory will be exposed. Are we looking for it is the key. Are we looking for it? Because he is still calling people out of the world into his kingdom and writing their names in his book that will one day be open and read at the last judgment. Amen. Hallelujah. So the little eyewitnesses to the resurrected Christ, their eyes are turned into ears. The gospel, they know that the gospel is the means of opening the kingdom of heaven to all that believe. And when you turn to Acts, you see this. Peter stands up and preaches in front of all the Jews from the Desparia, calling and 3,000 get saved that very day. Who is this man? Is he drunk? You know, we understand what he's saying. <laughs> you know, no, we're not drunk. No, we're not drunk. What has been promised in the, in the word is now being fulfilled. And God's spirit is going to be poured out on his men and women who love him and believe that who, who believe who he say that he is. And then they go to the Samaritans and stand up and preach the word. And then Peter goes to, to, to the Roman centurion and preaches the word. And then Paul steps on the scene and the word just spreads all throughout the world. The gospel is the means of opening the kingdom of heaven and to all that believe. It opens the door to those that believe and it closes the door to those who do not. It is the most inclusive truth that you can ascribe to. Finally, he prays for all believers, those that would come after the apostles, because after about 100 years, they're all dead. They've all died for him as martyrs, except for the apostle John. But they, 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 they left a written testimony of what they saw for us to read today. The eyewitnesses left a testimony to the resurrected Christ. So those people who Jesus prayed for one day would be called out of the world and the keys would be given to them so they could enter the kingdom of God by way of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
So finally, he prays for all believers, including those who will give testimony to his resurrection through the apostles' word in 2023, 2024. Question, are there any eyewitnesses to the resurrected Christ in 2023, 2024? Yes. Amen. People whose ears by reading this word, have been turned into eyes. And then we can see what they saw with confidence and place our life on it. Now, when someone becomes an eyewitness to the resurrected Christ and believe, change happens. God's spirit takes up residence in them and they are changed. They are made a new creation and the process of moving from suffering to glory begins. When someone becomes an eyewitness to the resurrected Christ and believe, change happens. They are made a new creation and the process of moving from suffering to glory begins. Paul says in Romans, I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that be revealed in you. All creation, all creation waits with expectation of the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. Moreover, those whom he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he will glorify. Now, glorify means to magnify, to praise, and to give honor to what? To give honor to what and or who is being magnified and are praised. Translation, as God's creation, as God's creation made new, your existence, my existence, our existence on this earth glorifies the Father who was in heaven and he wants your ears and your eyes to be open to this reality. Because guess what? He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus told his disciples when they called him talking to the uh, Samaritan woman, you know, he said, I have food that you know nothing about. Who fed him? These words are food for God's people, especially in the world that we live in today. We need sustenance sustenance to uphold our witness because as I said before God is still calling people day by day moment by moment just like he called you if he has if he has if he has Jesus says they are the light of the world and they those who have been changed by the resurrected Christ are to let their light shine before men so the world may see their good works and glorify their Father who is in 
heaven. Today, I invite you and all of us to make a New Year's resolution to provide an eyewitness testimony to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This resolution is a commitment to let your light shine everywhere you go, in everything you do, and in any circumstance or situation that you may find yourself in. Now, as being a living testimony, because we all are still living, to the resurrected Christ, is it doable by you? Not rhetorical. The answer is yes. Yes. If you, as long as you have your word, his word and his spirit, it is doable by you to be a living witness to the testimony of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Is it of value to you, this testimony? The answer is yes. It is. You me, I, we were created to declare God's glory individually as individuals and collectively as a congregation here at FBC Conchahawken. And it also individually and collectively also in collaboration with all of God's children across this globe. We are created to declare God's glory. Just that hit me one day. I was sitting down here at, at, at Barkley and, and DeKalb Street. Markley, no, Markley and Maine in Norristown, going over to King Press. But anyhow, it hit me about all the things that I had done and the reality that God is going to be glorified through me. Through me. Think about that. You talk about defying reality. If that doesn't defy reality and blow you off your feet, then, 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 then. Just think about that. God is going to be glorified. That is what, if they had known, they would not have crucified Jesus Christ. If he knew all these people were going to be <laughs> brought into the kingdom of God and that all these broken vessels... All these people who had the curse of sin on them and death would be once again entered into God's presence unashamed by the way of God taking a body, coming down to earth, going to a cross, being nailed, dead, three days and then resurrected. And as a result, the creation being recreated and having a hope and eschatological hope of the end times that one day, one day, we will experience the full manifestation of God's glory. Amen. Hallelujah. And that is what we are called to carry to a world. From Jesus, from, from the prophets, to Jesus, to the apostles, to us, to those who are going to come after us. All that is needed for this commitment to this resolution is a conscious decision to commit to it. To commit to it. And once you commit to the and once you commit to once you commit 
then you have to work to remember. That's the work that we have to do. We have to remember, remember that there is nothing, nothing, nothing in heaven or on earth that can prevent God from fulfilling what he has promised to those who believe in him. That's our work, to remember that, because we'll forget. You look in the mirror long enough, you'll forget. You talk to the people who are close to you long enough, you just might forget that the things God has promised will not be prevented by anything in heaven or on the earth. It will come to, it will come to pass as you believe in him. And that's where the body comes together because we need to support one another in doing this because it gets difficult sometimes. I know it does for me. So in closing and in ending, hopefully our eyes are turned into ears and our ears are turned into eyes this coming year of 2024. And we can realize that we are eyewitnesses to the resurrected Christ. We are the light of the world. And we are called to let our light so shine that they may glorify our Father which is in heaven down here on earth because of the work he is doing in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.